Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad you could join us on this installment of the Eagle Hour on our Super Talk Mississippi network of stations. I'm Kelly Sander. In the studio here in Hattiesburg, Bob Getty and Luke Johnson with the day off today. We've got a lot to cover. We're buying and selling different franchises, as it were. In Conference USA football, we're going to be talking with Steve Farmer from the Southern Miss North Shore Eagles down there on the North Shore in New Orleans. He kind of keeps all the Eagle fans in line down there on the North Shore, and there are a lot of uh, Southern Miss fans there. We're also going to be talking with Ben Milam and Patrick McGee, not the Patrick McGee we spoke to yesterday, but this is the Patrick McGee, the, the Hattiesburg Patrick McGee. Together, they host Buzzardry. A Southern Miss podcast that's available on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasting. And we're going to talk about all of the different football teams in Conference USA. We'll be talking with Hunter Atkins, who's the medalist for the Southern Miss golf team in the last event. They're getting ready to head to uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina next week. Then we'll go over the junior college football schedule tonight. A special message for Conference USA Commissioner Judy McLeod, who apparently studies new math as opposed to old math. We'll talk about that and uh, talk about uh, the life and, unfortunately, death of Dr. Sidney Weatherford, who was one of the unsung heroes in the Southern Miss Athletic Department. He will be laid to rest today. Dr. Weatherford did a lot for the USM Athletic Department that maybe very few people even know about, so we'll pay tribute to Sidney Weatherford. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Don't forget, if you're getting ready to tailgate, Dickie's can take care of the main courses. They can also take care of the sides. The cream spinach is always my favorite. Open seven days a week. You can pick up or dine in. And, of course, you dine in, you get the pleasure the pleasure of enjoying that soft-serve ice cream. Dickie's Barbecue Pit's been with us for a long time. We thank them for their support. All right, it's time to buy or sell all of the different... Uh, Franchises, as it were, in Conference USA, we're going to look at all the football teams and talk about are they on the upside, are they on the downtick, what would you do if they were an NFL franchise, would you be buying them or would you be selling them? Joining us on our Super Talk Mississippi hotline from the New Orleans area is Steve Farmer, who is the director of the USM Northside Eagles. Steve, first of all, let us know how things are going down there. I know there's a lot of Eagle fans down in the Slidell, New Orleans area. Well, thanks, Kelly, for having me on. I appreciate it today. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think it's starting to recover. I know uh, certain areas were hit harder than others. And, um, I, you know, anywhere from Hammond to especially through Mandeville area was hit pretty hard. As you get to Slidell, they had some damage, but not near. They probably had more rain than they had uh, wind damage. But I think people recovered pretty quickly, um, and, and for most people at least. And um, and others will will. You know, we back hopefully in the in the near 
future here. Well, let's let's hope the Southern Miss offense can recover uh, a little bit quicker than 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 anything else. Uh, all due respect to everybody that is enduring some tough times, and we hope that things get better there as well. All right, you guys, as we bring in Ben Milam and Patrick McGee, you guys, first of all, tell us about the, the podcast, Patrick, or Ben, either one of you. Let's roundtable discussion here. Yeah, well, the, you know, the last, I guess, two or three years, some Southern Miss podcasts have, have popped up and some really good ones, and, and we felt like, uh, you know, we use this, this title buzzardry and uh, feel like it's, you know, just being a Southern Miss fan and being a part of you know, both Southern Miss graduates and, and feel like it's just a really unique fandom and their their high highs and low lows and this last decade is, has been really tough to be a fan um, and so yeah we're, we're having fun with it uh, and trying to highlight you know a, a lot of the uniqueness of being a Southern Miss fan and we don't pr- pretend to be experts but we try to you know throw in some analytics and some deeper uh, stuff and we've talked a lot about conference realignment there's a lot to talk about there but we're having a blast well and we also know that that everybody in the stands are experts right patrick we don't uh, we don't claim to be experts but everybody in the stands right. are on the internet yes so what does uh luke call them the message board uh message board war or keyboard warriors yes keyboard that, warriors they, so. they know everything and and i pick on ben because i've i've sat in front of him at football games before and he always gets mistaken for the actor ryan gosling the poor guy uh, I many times get confused for Zach Efron. That's an easy mistake to make. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I was trying to be funny, but I think out of the respect for their elders, these two weren't. Oh. All right. All right. And we'll bring you in here as well, Steve. Let's talk about these different teams. Let's start with Louisiana Tech, you guys. Ben, we'll start with you. Are you buying or selling Louisiana Tech at this point in the season? What is their prognosis? Louisiana Tech is is interesting to me and this is something me and Patrick have talked about they kind of uh, you know have alienated themselves and I'll kind of I'm kind of looking at this from the conference realignment standpoint you know they've had some good years in conference USA um, Skip Holtz has done a great job there but have have you know it, moving forward kind of looks like the Sun Belt would make the most sense to them uh, as far as moving out of conference USA if if that happens to be the case, um, and they have alienated a lot of those members in the Sun Belt, and so that could be one of these schools in Conference USA. If if maybe the conference uh, disbands or looks totally different, and they look to move somewhere else, somewhere else maybe not wouldn't be able uh, to move on. And and so I would I would sell Louisiana Tech, okay. um, and and that's kind of an in betweener because they could fall in a, in a good spot, but maybe they're in a. A tougher place. And some of these teams that we're going to talk about early on are ones that you could go either way on. I mean, obviously, obviously you're not going to sell Marshall. Sure. Right. So we can go ahead and scratch them off the list. But Steve, you're a Louisiana guy. You you buying or selling La Tech? Oh, boy. I'd probably buy Louisiana Tech, to tell you the truth. If we were to move to the Sun Belt, uh, Southern Miss, and let's say Marshall, I'd say you want them in Sun Belt. I understand Louisiana Tech's position, though. Um, do you want, um, you know, uh, William Carey in the same conference, conference USA? Uh, you know what I'm saying? They have UL Monroe right there, and they have ULL. So, um, you know, I would buy – I think they're a great rival. I think it's uh, – our fans enjoy um, playing La Tech. Okay. But I would, I would buy them. I'd buy them. And- Sounds good. All right, Patrick, buy or sell? Yeah, I'm kind of just echoing what uh, Ben said. Just looking at the long-term view in terms of realignment, I would sell them just because I think they're one of the teams of Conference USA that doesn't look to really have an off-ramp. You know, you kind of look at the, um, I guess, the three leagues that are clearly are that are looking to maybe expand or at AAC. 
uh, the Sun Belt and the uh, Mountain West, and I don't see a lot of tech getting in any of those three. Um, you know, geographically, the um, Sun Belt make a lot of sense, but they've, you know, like he was saying, they've made a lot of people in the Sun Belt mad, Lafayette and Monroe over the years. So I think long-term they could be hurt um, just by realignment. Um, so I'm going to sell them. All right, so we've got two buys, one sell. No. I'm, I'm going to, right? What? You, you were sold. Bu- oh, you sold. I'm sorry. I, I, I stand corrected, Ben. You sold. But you're buying, Steve, right? Yeah. All right, yeah, so correct. we got one buy, two sells. I'm going to sell them, too. And the reason I'm selling them is because I think they're as high as they've ever gone. I don't think that I don't, they've already met their ceiling. I only think there's one direction. For La Tech, with all due respect to the singing group, One Direction, I think La Tech is, is headed downward. All right, another one that, that could go either way at this point, Charlotte. Steve, we'll start with you. You buying or selling Charlotte? You know, I'm, I'm buying Charlotte. Uh, I, their market, I think they're one of the better. Um, they have a higher upside, I think, uh, for them. And uh, for that reason, not to mention it's a big market, and I think that uh, over time, they, they could become a pretty good you know, three-sport team being you know, football, basketball, and baseball. That's exactly what I was going to say, so I'm buying Charlotte as well. Patrick? Yeah, I, I would buy him just because uh, I, I really like the coach there, uh, Will Haley. He's kind of one of these young up-and-comer types. He was at uh, Austin P, and they were really uh, one of the worst FCS programs in the country, and he really turned around. He's kind of done the same thing at Charlotte. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, they got the market, uh, a lot of room for growth, so I'm going I'm to buy them. Three buys. What about you, Ben? I'm going to buy two. I, okay. I guess don't have a, a, a ton to add there. I love Healy, and, um, you know, I, I, I agree with Steve. I think the ceiling is, is high in that market, and I think you can also – there's also room to build a lot of loyalty there, and I think you're starting to see that with Healy's success, so I, I would certainly buy Charlotte. All right, let's go to the two Florida schools. All right, we, we all bought Charlotte there. And let's start with the number two-ranked team, according to the Massey ratings in Conference USA. The number two-ranked team behind UTSA is Florida Atlantic. Patrick, we'll start with you. Buy or sell? I think I'm going to buy them. Uh, you know, out of those two Florida schools, they've uh, had the most success in CSA. You know, they won those two titles under Lane Kiffin. Uh, because of the, um, they have a little more support. Facilities are a little better. Um, I think they might have a chance to get in the AAC. So I think uh, long term, that would probably buy them. Ben, buy or sell FAU? Yeah, I, I buy FAU. I think you you've seen the success that they can have. Uh, you know, Kiffin came in there and kind of pried open the bank vault, and and Willie Taggart there. I think that's a, a pretty good fit. And you know, there's there's this talk of of who's going to be the next UCF, and um, you know, the ceiling. Not nearly as high, I don't think, for FAU because Boca Raton is, is about as far away from a college town as you can get. But I, I'm buying FAU. But I'll tell you what, there's a lot of money in Boca Raton. Right, Steve, we're up against a hard break. You buying or selling them, Steve? I'm buying them. I think their facilities are starting to have the increase and uh, in the money's going in. But I think we buy on those on what? FAU. Me too. And again, because there's a lot of money in Boca Raton, so you can pretty much buy whatever you whatever you want. And we've got a lot more teams to cover here in Conference USA as we buy or sell with Steve Farmer from the North Shore Eagles and Ben Milam and Patrick McGee from the podcast Buzzardry. The Eagle Hour continues in a moment. The Eagle Hour. 
Southern Miss to the top. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street, right across from the main entrance to the campus. You can't miss it. It's the big flaming yellow, white, or excuse me, gold, yellow building right across from the, the main entrance to the school there, across from the Rose Garden. If you like black apparel, gold apparel, white apparel, gray, they've got T-shirts, sweatshirts. Of course, a beautiful day in Hattiesburg today, but it was cool this morning, so you can certainly envision those sweatshirts being broken out. The only place to shop, though, is Campus Bookmart. They're open 24 hours a day at campusbookmart.net. Continuing our buy and sell discussion with Ben Milam and Patrick McGee, who are the hosts of the podcast Buzzardry that's available on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast, and our buddy from the Lakeshore Eagles down in the New Orleans area, Steve Farmer. All right, to, just to kind of speed up our conversation here a little bit, UTSA, everybody is buying as we discuss football franchises, so to speak. Everybody is buying UAB. Everyone is selling UTEP and Old Dominion. Not a single buy for Old Dominion or UTEP. All right, so let's pick up the discussion again. Ben, we'll start with you with some of the schools that you might buy or you might sell. Let's finish up with the Florida schools, FIU. Yeah, I, I, I sell FIU. I think that's that's one of the schools that Conference USA tricked themselves into thinking they would get a slice of that big Miami media market. And, I, I, you know, I just don't think they – have a foothold there or re- really will ever get one. And Bush Davis to me is, was to me just kind of a random hire was, you know, out of being a head coach for seven or eight years and has just, uh, you know, not been that great there. And, and you know, I, I think the ceiling is pretty low for FIU. So I sell. And he's not, he's not a spring chicken either. Butch Davis he's is not. getting pretty old. You know, what about you, Patrick, buying or selling FIU? Yeah, I would sell. They uh, the facilities there are pretty rough. Uh, Butch Davis, he did have one. You know, I think he had one season there, and they beat Miami. But uh, last year they went winless, and uh, you know I think he's kind of become a little bit washed. So uh, I'm gonna sell FIU. All right, what about you, Steve? Buy or sell FIU? Absolutely, we're gonna sell FIU. I I just don't see them. Uh, they've hit their high point at this point in time. And can and would anybody would anybody buy them even if you were selling them? I guess I guess that's the other question. <laughs> All right, Western Kentucky, a team that the Marshall or the Massey ratings rather kind of they kind of like Western Kentucky uh, as far as Conference USA teams stack up. So Patrick, are you buying or selling the Hilltoppers? I think I'm gonna sell them. Uh, kind of tough decision, but. Uh, they they're one of, uh, kind of like La Tech, and I'm I'm not sure they have an exit ramp in uh, out of CUSA because you know they left the Sun Belt, and I, you know the Sun Belt probably is not going to take them back. That usually doesn't happen. Uh, so I think they could be stuck in a, a weekend CUSA if the Sun Belt and the AAC and Mountain West raids uh, CUSA. So I'm going to sell them long term. Steve Farmer, North Shore Eagles, buying or selling Western Kentucky? You know, I'm just going to just the opposite. I, I'm going to. I'm going to buy them, and I, because they're one of the better overall programs. If you look up, besides football, if you look at oh, their overall program, they're relatively pretty successful in basketball, different women's sports, uh, so I would buy them. Interesting. All right, Ben. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy uh, WKU, too, and that's that's another one of those in-betweeners, but you know, since they've been in Conference USA, they have the most overall championships and uh, Patrick's right too. I, you know, I think they're they're one of those that's going to be in a tough spot as, as far as realignment. But I think if they do 
find themselves, you know, either in a restructured regional conference or maybe find their way back into the Sun Belt, if they can find themselves in a little bit better position, I think they can sustain that success. So I'll, I'll buy WK. I am absolutely selling Western Kentucky. Every time Southern Miss plays Western Kentucky, there's about 20 personal foul calls. Their <laughs> fan base is nasty. Anybody that's gone up there to Bowling Green has just been harassed. Uh, I, I, have, I just have very little respect for Western Kentucky. I am going to sell the Hilltoppers. So we're split on that one. Let's go to Middle Tennessee. I will start this one. If there's any buyers for Middle Tennessee, I'm selling them. The problem is, is you've got Rick Stockstill up there, who in 15 seasons has a career record of 95 and 94. So not, certainly nothing great. He has a $5 million buyout. I just, Murfreesboro Difficult to get to, small market, all that sort of stuff. I am selling Middle Tennessee. Patrick? Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Stock still, I mean, he's kind of like, uh, if you remember in the NFL, Jeff Fisher would go 7-9 and nine every year. I felt like he's like the Jeff Fisher of uh, of college football almost, where they go about 500 every year. And they're kind of like Western Kentucky. They love the Sun Belt, so I don't think the Sun Belt would take them back. The AAC wouldn't be an option. So I think long term, as long as stock stills there, you know, they'll be a five hundred type team and I don't see how they can get out of CUSA. So, Steve Farmer so. Steve Farmer, the Blue Raiders in Murfreesboro, buy or sell? I agree. Absolutely gotta sell them. I just don't see them uh doing much from here on out in any in any conference. Ben, are you going to go against the grain or are you selling too? I'm not. I'm selling too. You know, there were one or two years there when Stockstill had his, his son at quarterback and, you know, they were above average. But I, I, I think that's the ceiling. Ceiling. So I, I, I sell middle. All right, Steve, we're going to start uh, as we sweep the board there. We're all selling middle Tennessee. Let's start North Texas with you. You've got a school that's just north of Dallas, a growing student base. The campus is really growing. Enrollment is up. Success, not necessarily. North Texas is kind of a, that's a tough one. Are you buying or selling the mean green? Yeah, I agree with you. It's a tough one. It's one of those 50-50 ones for me. Um, I'm probably going to buy it. Uh, I'll lean a little bit to sell, but I'm going to buy them. I think, I think they have a lot more potential. Uh, you looked at them just a couple years ago when they got the new coach, uh, Seth, and uh, they did quite well that first year. Of course, he had a great quarterback in Mason Fine, but since Mason Fine's left, they're, they're pretty average. Um, but I do think they have an opportunity to become good like they were back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, and really when you look at coaches that are on the hot seat this year, Seth Luttrell and Dana Dimmel at UTEP are about at the top of the list. Uh, two four-win seasons, I think, the last two years for North Texas. Although, you know, the COVID year, kind of an asterisk. Ben Milam, are you buying or selling North Texas? I buy North Texas. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that Latrell will be there uh, after the end of this year because their trajectory seems to be trending downward uh, this season. But yeah, I, I'm with Steve. I think I think they still have a lot of potential, and that's why they were added to Conference USA in the first place. And there's been talk of maybe Mountain West uh, for them would you know would be a better fit. Um, and so yeah, I, I think they're that potential for which they were added to CUSA is is still there. Patrick, yeah, yeah, I would buy. Um, I think Latrell, he's kind of on the Mark Hudspeth path where he started out really good and then he kind of lost some games and ran out of steam. But I think long term, uh, you know, they're close to um, close to Dallas. I was reading an article just this morning, actually, that was saying they could be a candidate for the uh, Mountain West uh, for that league to get a foothold in Texas. So that could be a good move for him. So I think uh, long term, I'm buying him. But Seth Latrell, unlike Hudspeth, is not a Southern Miss grad, right? Wasn't, isn't Hudspeth the Southern Miss guy? Uh, Delta State, right? 
So, somewhere in Mississippi. I thought he went to Southern Miss at some point. And we'll have to, we'll have to get our crack research staff on that. <laughs> but uh, you're buying North Texas. I'm going to sweep the board and take North Texas as well. I like the market. They're n- nicely located there uh, by the Dallas area. And the fact that the student enrollment continues to grow, you would think that uh, that, that would trend upward. I remember, I'm so old, I remember when North Texas was in the Missouri Valley 150 mm. years ago. All right, so... <laughs> Southern Miss plays Alabama this weekend. You've heard all about it. It's been in all the newspapers. Let's just forget this Saturday for, for now and look ahead to a game next week in Houston. The last team we're going to cover here on Buy and Sell, the Rice Owls. And, Patrick, we'll start with you. You buying or selling the Owls? I'm going to sell them. I think um, they've gotten off to a rough start this year. They, uh, you know, the academics is just hard to get players in there because the academic requirements. I, I don't know if they have, you know, maybe the AAC would – pick them up just as a you know like a market pick and an academic pick uh but i'm not seeing how um you know they're going to be able to win a lot long term they kind of, they're kind of like the uh the vanderbilt of uh cusa almost steve know. steve farmer when you talk about rice we'll get to your buy and sell pick in just a minute but so regardless of what happens saturday at alabama the eagles have got to they've got to go to houston and win that game agreed uh hopefully we'll simplify the playbook on offense a little bit get maybe tie keys to roll out and play a little better. I don't know what we're going to have to do, but I tell you what, our defense and special teams are playing good enough to win the game. If our offense can match our defense, uh, uh, we have a shot to, to beat them. We should beat them, honestly, but uh, we'll have to see. Hopefully that's the case. So long-term or short-term, however you want to spin it in your head in our buying and selling discussion here, are you buying the Owls or selling them? I'm selling the Owls. Uh, just, you know, their football program has zero and never – turn the corner their baseball is unfortunately down since Wayne Graham retired and uh and their basketball has always been relatively steady um but and women's basketball has been really good actually but I I don't know I just think that uh I think that conference needs to maybe move in a different direction outside of Houston Ben what do you think Ben Milam yeah I'm gonna go contrarian here I'm gonna buy rice and this is it's it would be a conditional buy on the on the uh, you know the the possibility that they do maybe get picked up by the AAC or find themselves in a better spot, and it's, that's probably not Conference USA. But uh, you know, Steve mentioned it: women's basketball, soccer, volleyball—they've been competitive on a national level in all of those sports. And you know, the endowment, the market is there. Uh, you know, I, I think Rice people would probably say, okay, you know, you need to replace that Houston market, and so why not add us AAC? Um, and so it's a conditional buy, but I buy. I still think there's some potential there. And here's, here's kind of unique. We're splitting on this one as well because I'm going to buy rice um, because it's all about money to me. <laughs> and everybody else. Too. Rice has got a ton of it, uh, whether we want to admit it or not. Of course, one of the smallest enrollments uh, nationally, uh, not let alone Conference USA. But I just think, I just think it, it's good to have that academic standing, and, and they do have a lot of money in the coffers. This was a lot of fun, you guys. Ben Milam and Patrick McGee, check them out with their, on their Southern Miss website, Buzzardry. Steve Farmer, I'll see you at the next tailgate party. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Have a good weekend. And when we come back, we'll talk with Southern Miss Golden Eagle golfer Hunter Atkins from West Point, Mississippi. The Eagle Hour continues in a moment. Your 
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Kelly Sander and Michael Mergens in the First Bank Studios here in Hattiesburg. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill, where we will actually originate the program from tomorrow. We'll have the live remote there, the Eagle Hour, from 1 to 2 o'clock. That is uh, tomorrow. Of course, 4th Street Bar and Grill, always home of the eight ninety five lunch. It's been $8.95 as long as I can remember. Big portions for us bigger guys that like bigger portions. That eight ninety five includes your soft drink. Shoot a game of pool. Not very many places that you can shoot pool anymore. Play a game of darts. I do suggest uh, if you're playing darts, make sure that uh, people walk behind you <laughs> instead of in front of you. But it's the official place to... Pre-game, as the kids call it now, whether you're going to a basketball game at Reed Green or a baseball game at Pete Taylor or at The Rock, 4th Street Bar and Grill will be there tomorrow and hope that you will as well be over the lunch hour. Joining us on the Super Talk Mississippi hotline now is Hunter Atkins, a senior golfer on the Golden Eagle golf team, a native of West Point, Mississippi, leads the team at best stroke average right now with right at about 71 which on most courses is one under par. Remember, that's an average. That's pretty doggone good. And the Southern Miss Golden Eagle golf team ranks 66th nationally. There's a whole ton of schools, a lot more than 130 to play football, and Southern Miss is ranked 66th. Hunter, we welcome you, man. I know you guys just got back from the Pacific Northwest uh, where you got to play out there in the state of Washington. Tell us about uh, that trip and how it went. Yes, sir. Um, it was it was a wonderful trip. Uh, the weather was unreal. It was about sixty five degrees every day and sunny. It was cold in the mornings, but afternoon was pretty good. Um, yeah, we played some pretty good golf down there. Just think, finished tenth out of uh, sixteen teams. Didn't have our A game, but um, yeah, we it was a good learning experience. Yeah, but that's a long way from home too. You talk about jet lag. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> that's the longest trip by far. You guys will make all season. Yes. Yes, for sure. Uh, yeah, we finished that uh, last round at 2 o'clock, had a flight leave at 12 o'clock at night, got to New Orleans at around 10 o'clock in the morning, got to Hattiesburg at 12. So, so, there, so it's an all-night all night thing. So, Hunter, how do you make your way from West Point to Hattiesburg? Tell us how the, the recruitment for you went and what made the, the decision for you. Yeah, I played baseball till I was about 12, decided to uh, hang that up and just continue playing playing golf because those two sports don't very mix very well. Um, committed to Southern Miss around 2016. Uh, I grew up a big Mississippi State fan, but wanted to wanted to play golf at Southern Miss. Um, committed there, and yeah, here I am five years later. So, how would you when you came in as a freshman? What was the strength of your of your golf game? What was its weakness? And how yeah. how has that perhaps changed and evolved since then? Yeah, I came in as a you know short, uh, weak kid. Didn't hit it very far. Had a good short game. I knew I had a lot of upside, but um, um, yeah, I got stronger, worked out. Uh, now I'm a longer hitter. Still got a good short game, and now it's my game start, starting to actually you know click in every every. Uh, aspect of the game is there still one aspect of your game though that you're a little bit tentative like uh uh-oh i'm gonna have to use my eight iron or whatever yeah uh the driver's not not where it needs to be right now but um that's one part if i can if i can get my driver in play i feel like i can compete with any any guys in the world 
I imagine that most guys who play the college level golf, wherever they play, the dream like football players or baseball players, whatever, they, you want to play on the PGA Tour. But it's so dominated now by the long knockers, uh, you know, like Kepka and, and, and some of those guys, that is there room for the guy that doesn't hit it very far but has a great short game? It is. It, it, it is changing a lot. You know, DeChambeau, he's, you know, hitting at 350 now. But, right. I mean, he, he's not winning every event. There's there's guys out there that have great wedges. And, I mean, fairways and fairways and greens is everything, you know. Wedge, wedges inside 100 yards, that's how you score, and that's how you go low. So, guys like Zach Johnson, Jordan Spieth, I mean, they can still com- compete. Zach Johnson from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Of yes, all sir. places, yeah. Because I'm originally from Iowa, we know all about uh, Zach Johnson. And there's precedent on the long drives. If that was the case, if the long knockers is all it took, Fred Couples, who, who had quite a few wins on the PGA Tour, would have won more. But John Daly certainly would have yeah, won more. Absolutely. You know, as, as, yeah. as far as he was hitting it. So what's the strength of our, of our Southern Miss golf team this year, Hunter? What, what, what's that again? The strength of, of this current edition of the Eagle golf team. Oh, uh, yeah. We are. Uh, we got eleven guys. Um, all eleven guys can can play on the team. You know, we we're really deep this year. We got three fifth-year seniors: me, uh, Bryce Wilkinson, Brian Richards. Um, you know, and it's not like football and basketball. Do we lose him? I think we may we may have lost him on a, on a cell signal. Sometimes that happens. Tell you what we'll do. We'll try to we'll try to get him back on on the horn here in just a second. While we're doing that, let me go over the uh, junior college football schedule for tonight. The MACCC has a full slate of games across the state. Gulf Coast will travel to Hines tonight. Jones, who is probably the odds-on favorite to win that South Division has a long trip ahead of it as they go to Fulton to take on Itawamba tonight. Jones is undefeated and it Itawamba struggling a little bit. East Central, who got beat last week by Jones, is uh, going to Southwest. That game will be played down in Summit. Holmes will be at East Mississippi. Northeast is at Northwest in a battle of the directionals. And Colind will play at Pearl River. That's the MACCC Junior College football schedule for tonight. The MACCC, the toughest league in America. And we're rejoined now by Hunter Atkins, who we lost there for just a second. You were talking about all 11 guys on the team can play, Hunter, uh, from a skill set. What's the strength of this team? Um, you know, we uh, we struggled in the past with 130 yards and in. No, that's where you, all your scoring it is. No, hitting inside 130 yards, you're looking to make bir- uh, birdie or par at worst. And uh, you know, Coach Coach Brescher's got us working really hard on our wedge game, putting. And um, you know, if, if that part of the game is good, then you can play anywhere. You know. Now, when I when I was a kid playing at the country club for two years in a row, I won the junior championship, and everybody made fun of me. Because when I putted, and I still do to this day, when I putt, I look at the hole. I don't look at the ball. And people are going, I don't understand how you can hit the ball that way. And my explanation is, well, if you're deer hunting, you're going to look at the deer. You're not going to look at your scope, or your, you know, your rifle, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I wonder, I mean, there are some guys that do look at the hole, right? But I guess there's no necessarily one right way to do it. I mean, look at Jim Furyk's swing, for heaven's sakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's no one way to do it. Jordan Speed looks at the hole inside five feet. It's just all feel and comfort. However, you whatever feels right in your hands, and go for it. And of course, the fact that Coach Brescher himself is a championship-winning 
coach and golfer, that means you guys better be on top of your game. I'd imagine the fact that he can still play himself is a big advantage as far as yeah. being taught by him, yes? Yes, sir. I mean, he, he walks with us in tournaments, and he knows how to hit shots and how, how we play. And uh, he helps us tremendously on, tremendously on the golf course. So next Monday and Tuesday, you guys will head to the Old Town Club Collegiate in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. That tournament is being hosted by Wake Forest. And when you talk about Wake Forest on the golf course, there is an institution that has cranked out probably pound for pound some of the best golfers to ever play, including two-time U.S. Open winner Curtis Strange. Lanny Watkins had several uh, wins on the PGA Tour, also a Ryder Cup uh, captain. So Winston-Salem, this is going to be another great trip for you guys. I know. We're looking forward to it. You know, Will Zalatoris just got – he graduated from there. He's another good player. They got some really good guys on that golf team, and um, we're going to try and go and uh, kick their butt this weekend. Do you know anybody, Hunter Atkins, that does not want to play on the PGA Tour? Do you know any collegiate golfer that says, no, nah, I'm done after this, I'm good? You know, there's some guys out there that, you know, are, are trying to just play college golf and then, you know, get a job. But as for me, I'm looking to, you know, continue after my college career and, Play professional. What made you decide? You said that earlier that baseball and golf really don't mesh. But what was it? Because I know how ingrained baseball is in the youth male's mind in Mississippi. So that had to be a tough decision to give up baseball. What finally made you say, "Nope, I'm cutting strings and I'm going to play golf"? Yeah, um, I put the uh, baseball down when I was 13. I had a good uh, friend of mine tell me, Jim, or Jim Gallagher, he's a golfer. Right. And he, told, he told me, he said, don't play the sport that you're best at. Play the sport that you love the most. And that's when I decided that I loved golf the most and I wanted to continue playing golf. But it can be a very frustrating game as well. How did, oh. you, how did you mature dealing with anger issues and things like that as you grew up? Yeah, I mean, when I was younger, I would, you know, hit bad shots. Everybody hits bad shots and, you know, get anger, anger issues and um you know you just you just grow out of it you know it's just a game everybody's playing the same course everybody hits bad shots it's just how you handle yourself out there and i feel like that part of my game has gotten a lot better this year i'm just out there having fun i'm on house money i'm not even supposed to be here because of covid and uh i'm just i'm out here having fun senior golden eagle golfer hunter atkins is with us he and his teammates are headed as we mentioned to winston salem north carolina next week sometimes hunter you you will hear golfers very quickly they'll say i like this course or i hate this course why or why not do golfers like or hate courses real quickly yeah it's about how it fits their eye you know as for me i like uh open courses you know big fairways um kind of short i don't hit it very far i like to uh you know large fairways so i can you know compete Gotcha. Makes a lot of sense. Hunter, continued success. We know you've had a great season so far. We have no reason to think it'll stop. Good luck this weekend. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me on. All right. Hunter Atkins, the senior Golden Eagle golfer, native of West Point, Mississippi. We'll take a look at the latest Massey ratings and pay tribute to the late Dr. Sidney Weatherford when the Eagle Hour continues in a moment. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Kelly Sander back in the Hattiesburg studio along with producer-engineer Michael Mergens, Bob Getty, and Luke Johnson 
Off today, this segment brought to you by DBAT and D1 training facilities on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg or Highway 98 to the locals. And it's a place that uh, your youngsters can get ready for the whatever season might be upcoming. The left side, you've got all the batting cages that can tailor make the pitches. They can throw fastballs, curveballs, changeups, all those sorts of things. Even team facilities where if it gets too rainy, hot, whatever the circumstances might be, you can rent uh, team facilities in there as well. And then the right side for all of your weight training and uh, running and things of, of that kind. And, and D-Bat and D-1, they were so gracious. I'm coaching a little fall ball team in Hattiesburg, and, and they, uh, they worked us in last week. Very kind of them. At D-Bat and D-1, check them out. Memberships are available. They are the sponsors of this segment. Now, in this segment, we first want to start with Conference USA Judy McLeod, who you know, has, has come under criticism by folks as not being a very strong leader. Rightly or wrongly, it's America. People are entitled to their opinion. This was a communique that I'm about to read to you from Conference USA dated July 27th, 2021. It says, Dear friends, boosters, and fans of Conference USA institutions, Conference USA is committed to establishing itself as a social leader in intercollegiate athletics with a strong emphasis on sportsmanship and integrity. The conference, with the support of presidents and athletic administrators of all 12 institutions, has developed an extensive sportsmanship program. The key phrase there is administrators of all 12 institutions. Judy, there are 14 institutions in Conference USA. Spell check. Anything. Look through it before you send it. Crickets? Yeah. There are 14 schools in Conference USA. Unless those are preempted and they know something that that slipped, that they've been given notice or, by two others. Or, Michael Mergens, we could use the excuse that I use a lot of time. It's the new math. Right, yeah. But according... When you have 14, it's actually 12. 12. I don't know how that works, but it's That's right. how my daughter figures out candy. She's like, I have three, but I want six, so you give me 10 more. How many do you That's have left? How, yeah. Yeah. But there you go. From Conference USA. Okay. You stay classy. Let's take a look at the uh, latest Massey ratings. 130 Division I college football teams across the country. And the way Conference USA shakes out, UTSA, according to the Masseys, is the number one team, is the best team in Conference USA. And they check in at 65th in the rating. That is right smack in the middle. 65 times 2, at least by my math. New math. What is that? <laughs> is 130. Oh. Now, Judy or McLeod. 132. <laughs> we won't ask Judy McLeod. Second. In 81st spot in the poll is FAU. So kudos to the Owls. UAB, who I happen to think is the best team in Conference USA right now, checks in 84th with Marshall at 88th. Now, regardless of how you think it should shake out, those four schools, I think, very few people would argue are the best ones right now Mm -hmm. in Conference USA. Certainly mathematically, with the old math. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, which we're referring, we're using, right, the, we're old using the old math yeah. with all this. Yeah, UTSA 65th, FAU 81st, UAB 84th, Marshall 88th. Then comes Western Kentucky, which surprises me a little bit, at 93. Charlotte checks in 99th. Louisiana Tech at 103rd. Middle Tennessee at 105th. And here's where things really get ugly. Remember, there are 130 teams that are playing Division I football. According to the Massey ratings, Florida International, FIU, is 117th out of 130. Old Dominion, 118th. Southern Miss, 119th. North Texas, 120th. It's like they just gave up at the end, just started throwing them in <laughs> Whatever. there. Whatever. Yeah, we got to get, the get them in there, yeah. and let's just go down the list. UTEP, 122. Oh, no. There's one more. Okay. Judy McLeod yeah, or not? that's right, because there's 12. Rice, Rice at 124. Wow. Now, the good news is Southern Miss is playing Rice and UTEP pretty soon. Yeah. And if hold, so the odds are pretty good. If those hold true, we're going to be partying after those two games. But again, the consistency there is no love for Conference USA. Now, from the how far the mighty have fallen department, Florida State for years under the late Bobby Bowden were playing for national championships, one of the best college football teams in the country. Florida State, in the latest Massey ratings out of 130 schools, 107. Wow. Can you believe how far Florida State has fallen? And real quick, Dr. Sidney Weatherford, he was the assistant to the president, a 10-year chairman of the faculty athletic committee, and he was the NCAA vote for Southern Miss uh, for 10 years. He was instrumental in the Metro Conference, credited with establishing counseling programs for athletes, a study hall for athletes, bringing women's athletics to Southern Miss. He passed away a couple of days ago. We salute Dr. Sidney Weatherford. He was an unsung hero that did a lot for Southern Miss athletics, got very little credit. And Prayer Warriors, Coach Bobby Collins is in the hospital with a health issue. We hope that uh, those of you that do pray will uh, pray on his behalf for Coach Bobby Collins and for the repose of Sidney Weatherford's soul. For Michael Mergens, I'm Kelly Sander Bogman. Luke will rejoin us on Monday. Until then, Southern Miss to the top. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.